0: This is the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast.
1: Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast. This is Joey Salazar, and in the studio today, we have Gio. Gio, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Pastor Joey? I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited to have you all back, whether it's your first time listening or whether you've been with us here now for a couple of episodes. Uh, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot that you'd be listening and tuning in today today. Today, we're going to be talking about a really, really important subject, and uh, it's about how to maintain your joy in life, whether it's in ministry, whether it's at home, whether it's in your workplace. Uh, I've titled today's talk, Three Quick Ways to Lose Your Joy. And I wonder if there's anybody listening today who's ever signed up for something or has started a project with all the inspiration of the world. And now to find out, a couple of days go by, a couple of weeks go by, and now you don't even want to do this anymore. You're just wasted. You just don't, you don't have (laughs) nothing else to give. You're not inspired anymore. I'm reminded of when I was younger, we used to sell fireworks. I was in a youth ministry, youth group that would sell fireworks. And I remember before ever doing this, just the idea of selling fireworks as a kid, you're like, Dude, that's huge! Like that's you know that's <laughs> goals right there. Yeah. I've reached it. Like my my life has hit the pinnacle. But I remember now being there and now actually setting up the fireworks and receiving people. I came to find out they were a lot of people would really just ask the same question time and time again, which was, "What does this one do?" <laughs> now I hadn't seen all of them, but I was I was pretty sure and being able to answer this generic answer which was well you light it you lay it down it goes up in the air and it blows up <laughs> and I kept saying that over and over and over again and then I remember in that fireworks season um, you know being inspired day one being encouraged being ready to go enthusiastic but as the days went by just kind of losing out in my energy and joy and I think that if we're not careful, the same thing can happen in our lives, in our workplaces, in our ministries, where we get discouraged because of difficult challenges, or we get discouraged because we're not receiving that inspiration or, or finding that motivation that we need. And if we're not careful as leaders, I think there's it's a dangerous thing for us to lead from a position that has no joy. Hmm. I feel like joy affects us. I feel like that is a dangerous place to live because now we're not we don't we don't have the the right attitude. Now we don't see the, the way we're supposed to see. And so I wonder if you're listening today and if you've ever served without joy. If you have, I want to let you know that there is hope for you. There is encouragement for you today, because I want to let you know that joy is a focus. A lot of people think it's just a feeling, but honestly, it is a focus. And I really think it begins where uh, you have to identify, you need to remember and acknowledge who you are, who you are and whose you are. I think that's where joy initially gets birthed. At the end of the day, joy is a choice. And every single day you and I can choose to be leaders full of joy. And so Here are three quick ways to lose your joy. Obviously, I'm not encouraging you to lose your joy. I'm just telling you, be careful because we may be doing things that are setting us up to lose joy in life. The very first one is the following. Take on too much too fast. Guilty. I'm going to repeat that one more time for the people in the back. (laughs) Take on too much too fast. Can I remind us for the next few moments that even God rested?
0: Hmm.
1: Like he, he rested when he made everything. And then even when he was here on earth as Jesus, the Bible would oftentimes say that he would separate himself from the crowd. He would disconnect from them to reconnect with the father, right? Like he would take breaks. He would rest. And I think we've got to be really, really careful of just adding so many things to our plates, wanting to do it all because that can lead to a point of frustration. I know in my life, I've been there before where I've tried to have have a hand in everything or try to be the savior for all. And that's just not healthy. And that's not even just realistic. Gio, have you ever felt something like that before?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and <laughs> I've been warned. I was warned to not do that. I did that when, uh, I first got to uh, journey church and I kind of just said yes to everything and it was great. But then you, you, you get overwhelmed very quick and it, yeah, you're in danger of losing your joy. Absolutely. This is one of the, there,
1: here's a, there's a statement that we say at the end of every one of our meetings on Mondays at church and, I love it because it's not just for church, but it's for life. And it says, we don't have a task to do, but a team to build. I don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting to accomplish a lot or wanting to make a huge difference. I just think it's unrealistic to believe that you can do it by yourself. Mm. And so if we're going to make a difference, if we're going to be effective, if we're going to do this thing called ministry or be effective parents or spouses, we've got to understand that it takes a team. It takes a team. Every large goal, honestly, should be broken down into steps. And so it's very important. Don't take on too much too fast. Be willing to say no. Be willing to also grow into your position. Like, you know, don't feel like you've got to compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 15. If you're just starting out, hey, that's fine. Our church right now is five. It's about to turn five years old. Mm. Like, I can't look at another church on Instagram who's been around for 20 years and be like, oh man, we're no good because we can't do what they're doing or <laughs> we're not their size or whatever, whatever. Like, we've got to understand that, hey, something's just come with time. Something's just come with growing. And it really does begin with self awareness. I love all these tests that exist out there where it just helps you kind of understand just your wiring and what you kind of lean towards and, and your preferences. Um, It starts with awareness. Don't be afraid to just grow into your position. Celebrate where you're at and don't take on too much too fast. I think something that will also help us in this particular subject is time management as well. When we don't have a schedule, when we don't have an idea of what we're going to spend our time on, it's really easy to say yes to everything. And somebody one time said that, if you don't control your time, somebody else will. And so it's really important that we would have an idea of what, how our time looks like. Uh, you know, if everything is important, then truly nothing is important. Hmm. So all of these things are 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 really important to remember, so that we don't take on too much fast. I know that there's a lot of areas that maybe you church leader right now who's listening says, man, there's so many areas in my church that need to get. Uh, who that need to get focused on, that need to get help. I need to grow. I need to get better at all these things. Well, yeah, I know it all needs it, but what's the most important thing? Like, I Because you, you can't do it all. We can't do it all by ourselves. I think another thing that we've got to be mindful of is energy management. And both time management and energy management will be podcasts all by themselves mm-hmm. in the future because those are some of my favorite subjects. But nonetheless... Uh, there is this term that I want to introduce you to, and that is energy empires versus energy vampires. Vampires are people who suck the energy out of you, that when you leave them or when you're with them, you just feel drained. But empires are people who that when you get around them, man, you just, your energy goes to another level you're ready to take on the world. You're ready to run a Spartan race. Like you are just ready to like conquer whatever demon wants to come up or whatever. Um, But you got to, you got to, you got to manage these. Well, your time, your energy, your energy, excuse me, so that you don't take on too much too fast.
0: I was just going to say that, 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 uh, that's really good. And I'm, I'm learning that from, I never heard that before. Energy management um until you brought it up and now like i pay attention to the energy management throughout the day and also like the diet my diet so i feel like it it works kind of hand at least with me absolutely yeah and this is all
1: i would put under self-awareness and again these are things that that you you've got to just simply be aware of so that again you don't take on too much fast and um you know you try to run before you can even crawl. And so that's the first thing. If you wanna lose your joy, the first thing is, hey, take on too much too fast. The second thing is do life alone. The Bible said in the very beginning of scripture says, it is not good for man to be alone. And when he says this, I really don't think it's limiting to just marriage, but I think it's to relationship in general. Like you and I need people in our lives who are there to encourage us, there to build us up, there to call us out at times, there to just be a lending hand or a shoulder to cry on. And so one way to lose your joy is to try to do life alone. We're big on groups here at church. That was an area in my particular life that I had to grow in when it came to relationships. You may not know or think this about me, but I'm actually more on the reserved side, more on the introvert side, and so I might know a lot of people, but how many people actually know me and kind of get into me and kind of you know really see me? I feel comfortable with that was that was a few you know out of so many people, but it was something that I had to grow in, and as a result, my life's been blessed. As a result, I'm. I'm happier as a result I have more joy in my life because I have key individuals in my life. How's that impacted your life in reference to um you know people just having the right people around you, having people in your
0: corner who've been able to help you out. I'll try to keep my answer short. <laughs> cuz this is very near and dear to my heart, but um yeah, uh I definitely went through a lot of things about a year and a half ago. Um when uh some trouble with my marriage and just 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 you know personally, spiritually, emotionally, just not in the right place. Um, and then I, I was doing life alone. I was uh, I was going through a lot and nobody knew it, right mm-hmm. Even my wife didn't know half the things I was going through. and uh, once I rededicated my life to Jesus and and everything changed, God provided an army, an entire army, a church family. That I can call, hang out with, and just spend time with, be mentored by. Um, so it, it just it, the, it's a drastic change when you do life alone versus when you do life in community yeah. with people. I, I love what you just
1: said right there, and and I would I would say it like this: God's plan oftentimes includes community, but the enemy's plan oftentimes includes isolation. Mm. And I feel like there's there's a huge difference there. And, and I'm not saying like you've always got to be around people; you've always got to. Uh, you know, have 50 best friends and just kind of be the life of the party because some people just might not be wired like that. I know yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But everybody needs those two, three people in your life who who are, who are going to be able to be there for you. I'm reminded that Jesus, even when he sent out his disciples to do ministry, he sent them out in twos.
0: Mm.
1: Wow. He didn't even send them out by themselves. Maybe for accountability's sake, maybe for encouragement's sake, maybe just because, hey, if one got discouraged the other one could be there be to be to be able to say something like hey we got this hey don't forget the why hey you know what we're almost there and so there's something powerful about doing life with others the bible even goes on to say that a cord of three is not easily broken why because there's strength in numbers probably one of my favorite passages of scripture one of the stories miracles of scripture is when jesus heals a paralytic man this paralytic man hears that Jesus is in town. He inspires four of his friends to carry him to where Jesus is at. When they show up, the the house is full, it's packed. They could have easily turned around and gone back home, but somebody said, nah, let's, let's make a hole in the roof, which I don't know whose house that was, but I can imagine. <laughs> I don't know if they were really happy when that happened, but nonetheless, it makes for a great story. <laughs> The Bible says that they lowered him in through the roof and then Jesus heals them. But right before he heals them though, the Bible says that Jesus acknowledges the men who carried him. And he he didn't acknowledge them by their names or their titles or their studies, but they did say, I've seen your faith, men of faith. And I think there's something powerful. I really believe that this paralytic man was able to receive his healing because he surrounded himself with the right people people of faith. Wow. And I think that you and I, and for those of you listening as well, you, we've got to do that in our lives as well. Don't do life alone. The third and final way of how to lose your joy is focus on the negative. Focus on the negative. It's too easy to focus on what we don't have. It's too easy to focus on what we wish we did have. It's too easy to focus on what what might've left in our lives or from our lives. But I believe there, there is still so much good in our lives. I believe you still have gifts. I believe you still have friends. You still have people in your corner. You do have opportunity. You do have a job. You do have a calling. And it's important that especially during these times where there's so much negativity around, Hey, we would be people who would focus on the positive. We would be people who would focus on the opportunities within the problems. I think, you know, every day, this is something I've learned from Pastor JJ. Every day has both good and bad, but we decide what to focus on. I think that, you know, one of my favorite messages that he recently shared was good days and x rays, right? And how we all have quote unquote, bad days, right? But they're really x-rays to reveal uh, our heart and our attitude and, and what's going on on the inside of us. It's important, it's super important that we focus on the positive, focus on, on the opportunity that is still there. I wanna I want to close, begin to close by sharing this last story. It's a story that's always encouraged me. And basically there was these two young boys, uh, same household, same parents. Uh, the only difference was that uh, one was incredibly positive and the other one was incredibly negative. And the parents were like, man, like, we don't know what to do to, to kind of like even them out because one's always positive, the, <laughs> other one, the other one's always negative. And so these parents had an idea. It was around Christmas time. And they said, you know what? We're going to, let's create an experiment. We're going to see if we can get the one that's always negative to be positive. And let's see if we can get the one that's positive to finally be a little bit negative. I don't know why as a parent you'd want that, but they just wanted to see if it was possible.
0: It's for podcast content.
1: Exactly. This is the podcast world. Anything can be made up. Hmm. Nonetheless, Christmas time came around. It was Christmas morning and the kids come running down. Uh, to open up their gifts And they started with the little one Who is always negative And the parents said You know what We got you a gift It's something you've always wanted But this gift is so big It actually de- could not even fit Under the Christmas tree We have to go outside for it This little kid's eyes Opened up super huge He put on his shoes As quickly as he could He went outside And to his surprise There was a beautiful brown horse, just beautiful stallion, beautiful animal. It was just incredible. And to the parents' surprise, they were waiting for the claps. They were waiting for the cheers. They were waiting for, man, you're the best parents ever. To their surprise, the little boy looks at them and says, oh, I really wanted a black one. And even as amazing as a gift it was, still he was able to find something wrong with it. He was still able to be a little negative. He was still able to be a little uh, just like, you know what, this isn't good enough. To the next child's opportunity, uh, the parents come and they bring him a small box. This was not a horse. Obviously a horse would not be able to fit in the box. They they come over to the little boy who's always positive and they say, son, uh, we got you something. And it's inside this box. And to his surprise, he opens it up and inside of this box is horse poop. You heard correctly. Parents of the Year Award right here. Okay, let's give it up for them. Yeah. Again, this is just an experiment. It was just an opportunity for learning. And uh, to their surprise, now they're expecting for this little boy to start crying, to start getting mad, to start throwing this everywhere, to start saying, man, you guys are the worst parents ever, etc., etc. Yet, to their surprise, the little boy responds to them saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is so awesome. I really appreciate it. The parents are now just like floored. They don't understand what's going on. Then they asked them, why are you so happy? Like, why would you think as we gave you horse poop? Like, it doesn't make any sense. To which the little boy replied, hey, if there's horse poop here, that means there's got to be a horse around here for me. Even in the negative situation that this boy had received- he was still able to find the positive. If you want to lose your joy, then focus on the negative. But if you want to maintain it, if you want to grow it, if you want to just share it, find the positive that, you, that is all around us. I know we all might be in some situations that are a little smelly, or it might be a little difficult, might be a little you know uncomfortable. But hey, I believe there's something good that God can do in and through it as well. And so three ways to lose your joy, take on too much fast, do life alone, and focus on the negative. Thank you so much for listening today. Pray that this is helping and encouraging you. We will catch
0: you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in. For more information and additional resources, check out joysalazar.org and follow him on Instagram at joysalazar. Please feel free to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Once again, Thank you so much for joining the Joy Salazar Leadership Podcast.